0: thanks for listening to boundary talk we aim to bring you a roundup of the latest cricket action in less than 10
1: minutes and all before your morning commute before the time stops ticking let's get going okay george the timer has been set welcome back to boundary talk after the second day of the final test of this ashes series It's been another fascinating day's cricket. The pendulum in this test has just swung back in the other direction after a good day from Australia yesterday. It's been a pretty good day from England today, putting the test in a very good position headed into day three. I'm going to quickly just start with a rant about Manus Lavashain and the most boring innings of all time. Nine runs from 82 balls, a strike rate of just over 10. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that in the last five years of cricket anywhere in the world it was absolutely shambolic batting i mean okay he didn't get out what did he contribute in the end he got nine runs the the tail end got more than that off about three balls what's the point of him staying in there for three hours to do nothing get no runs and then get out It's not, it's no one wants to watch it. It's one of the reasons that people don't watch test cricket is when people just do this defensive batting non stop. I mean, combined with his partner in crime, the tortoise himself, Usman Kawaja, they're both batting at the the pace of snail, literal snails. And I think they added about 30 runs in the first hour of the day, if that. And that is just appalling. And they both get out without getting 50s and they both contribute nothing to the game. And the tail end has to save Australia. Uh, at the end of the day thank god for that bit of broad magic to uh, switch the bales around and put a voodoo curse on on mr Slothman because he was gone next ball um but yeah just what do you make of manus lavashane's batting performance combined with kawaja because i mean the rest of the batters for australia had an all right strike right the ones who who hit decent scores it's just these two i don't know what they would i don't know what they were playing at it's like they just wanted to sit there for four days was that their plan
0: oh clip that up on tiktok here and that was a <laughs> brilliant rant that's the rant of the series um yeah I, I it was it was a really weird weird defensive approach i mean i it's i think one of the commentators was saying a, a points that they're almost trying to like prove a point that you have to kind of go into your shell and bat at two and over but if you do that there's no real pressure being put back on the bowlers they can keep hitting their lines and keep bowling a lot of maidens there was some ridiculous amount of maidens. Um, like 12 in 19 overs at the start of the day or something ridiculous like that. So yeah, um, the in terms of the Labuschagne innings, yes, it probably wasn't the best. I think a lot of I think a bit of blame has to go to Kawaja. I think in that Wood over where uh, Wood got Labuschagne out. I think Labuschagne was going for a single, can't remember if it was the third or the fourth ball, and Kawaja turned it down where really you should be taking that. You should be taking that run. you should you shouldn't really want to be bowling. I think think anyone really wants to be facing six balls in a row at mark wood. um so yeah, I think a lo- a bit of blame on Kawaj's part. but yeah, just a, an interesting an interesting start. It just the fact that Australia scored so slowly kind of allowed England to to stay in there, and then eventually when you pick up wickets, um the game swung back into England's favor.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I just don't understand what the thought, the thought process is. Like, I get defensive, bat, defensive batting to get yourself in 20, 30, maybe even forty balls, but nine runs off eighty-two deliveries. He was out on the pitch for about two hours this morning before he went. What was, what was his purpose of being there? He contributed nothing to the team. He, he literally, uh, three other batsmen scored lower than him, and they did it in a quarter of, or not even a quarter, a millionth of the time. There's no, there's, there's no benefit of being out there on day 2 you're not it's not like you're playing for a draw you're in trouble and you're playing for a draw the the test match is still in the balance and you're getting 9 runs off 82 balls well a,
0: a, australia australia wouldn't mind a draw because that means they win the ashes so the more time they take out of the game then
1: yeah but it, it's day that, two. That, it's that, not that,
0: that's probably a thought process that they pre- had that they're probably having right now
1: well, it, it's not going to work unless there is is rain, which is possible. Don't jinx it, yeah, touch it's <laughs> Unless there is rain, they've that's that approach has failed because they're all out in in a day, and that there's three days left to get a result. And I'm pretty sure we we both know how England are going to bat tomorrow. It's going to be very aggressive. Uh, let's talk about Steve Smith. That we can talk about the controversy in a second. Is his innings? He was he was pretty phenomenal in his batting. He it got to a point where he's kind of swinging the bat and a bit randomly when he finally got out but up until that point I thought he was pretty classic Steve Smith batting really Yeah I mean I th- to be honest I think I think most cricket
0: fans around the globe, England Australia fans would have thought that he would have scored a lot more runs this series he's been decent okay, probably poor for for his standards, obviously got the 100 at Lords, I think this was his was it second score over 50 this series I think maybe he has, he's had one more but yeah, like Steve see, see Smith is probably one of the best timers of the ball that I've probably ever seen as at the ripe old age of twenty four. Um, but yeah, just another just another fantastic innings. But yeah, but apart from apart from the last kind of couple of shots uh, he played, which was very un Steve Smith. Like I think he hit one kind of very, which pretty much went straight up in the air, just evading Broad. I think it was at mid off, and then obviously the wicket that went straight up. With a with I must say a a really a a really good catch from Johnny Besto. He made it look quite comfortable in the end. But what one when when it's sky high in the air and it's over your shoulder, they are some of the most difficult catches to take. So yeah, good from Besto, not so great from Smith.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a weird one. I don't know if he would. Maybe he felt like he should have been out from the the run out that we're just about to talk about. So he decided, yeah, oh, you know me- what, I'm just gonna hit some sixes and the other, the little.
0: only other thing that I can think of was I think coming it was him and Cummins in at that point and they built a good partnership. And maybe he was just thinking, right, I don't know how, how many how many how many more how much more time Cummins, Murphy, Hazel will, will be able to bat with me. Maybe he just thought, right, let's just get many as as many runs as possible. But that's it was very un Steve Smith, like very un um,
1: uncharacteristic okay let's talk about the run out because i don't know your opinion on it i, I apparently apparently the third umpire explained his thought processing his thought process very well i'm not gonna lie i had the tv on mute my opinion that was out
0: <laughs> i'm gonna disagree you <laughs> i so i i don't think um what i will say i don't think besto dislodged The stumps before he caught before he took the ball. I will say that, but I think the law, and someone in the comments will correct me, hopefully, (laughs) if I'm wrong, uh, is that both uh, stumps have to be removed before uh, the batsman can be given out. And I think, whilst the first um, bail was removed uh, before Steve Smith got his ground, I don't think the second bail was removed until Steve Smith went after his ground. So, I personally think they went to the right decision and if there's i think if there's any doubt in that situation i think you have to give the benefit of the doubt to the batsman
1: yeah uh i can see i can see i can see the argument i can see your argument and it, it does make sense and at the end of the day i don't think he put on too much more runs after he he Got out, otherwise, it would have been a much a much bigger controversy. I mean, I just had the TV on mute, I was doing something, and I could just see them replaying it over and over again for about five minutes straight. And even, even when I eventually unmute the TV, they were still replaying it. So, definitely a controversial one. Um, I'm sure the experts will uh, have, have analyzed it already, and it will be all over Twitter, which one, whether it was out or not. But we shall see. Just a quick shout out to Joe Root because that was an incredible catch. I forgot to mention it on the Manus Labashane wicket diving uh diving Johnny Berso probably should have caught it but I think he just he just knew Root had it for sure. Yeah, um he... <laughs> carry and Stark didn't have much of an impact uh, batting Joe Root with the ball as well getting some getting some important wickets got carry and, and Cummins. I mean we talked yesterday yesterday about Wood and Wokes and their final partnership that added I think 60 odd runs for England. Seems like Australia have done the same thing today Cummins and Murphy I mean, they were playing some shots. Murphy at three sixes. Yeah, I, I that was some really good batting from Tom Murphy.
0: Yeah, three sixes at what? A deep, a deep um, square leg, just some great shots. I think they were, they were saying he came back a little bit, but yeah, that was some lovely shots. I must say um, the Carey wicket, I think, was the worst wicket that Australia <laughs> had. That was an awful shot. I mean, I think Joe Root was kind of bowling at kind of 56, 57 miles an hour. He tosses one up, I think, a little bit slower, the ball before. And then he bowls one really slow at about 49 miles an hour. And Kerry gets drawn into this horrendous shot, which goes straight into the hands of Stokes. Must say that was awful. But yeah, uh, Cummins, we know we've we've seen he can we can see that he can hold a bat pretty well. Obviously he did that at edge quite brilliantly. And yeah, Murphy, really, really impressed with him. Come in, um came on with some an, a good few shots, but obviously frustrating from the England point of view as well. Um interesting tactics kind of just, just bowling short without mixing up that full ball as well. But yeah, uh, frustrating for England. But yeah, some good some good moments uh, for Australia
1: to get them over uh, England's total with a slender lead. I honestly cannot stand the short ball tactic we have to the tail end. What's the wicket that got Murphy out after his 34? A nice full ball that swings in and gets him LBW. After they gave him three six... Well, they didn't give it to him. They were good shots. But they pitched the ball short and he's just dispatched them for six three times. I mean, interesting tactics. I don't really understand it, but they con- continue to do it, so there must be something in it. And the Mur- the wicket for for Murphy as well. Wokes his it was very unlucky though to get out there. It was very very on the edge of umpire's call uh, on that review. And let's just finally before we end talk about uh, the close of play because bloody hell, Blen Stokes, what a cricketer you are! Ah, oh, what a great catch! The <laughs> uh, the uh, coming yeah.
0: I I to be fair, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, is he? Is he gone over the? Has he gone over the line there? Has he gone over the boundary line? But yeah, I mean, we come to expect it. He's taken some absolutely fantastic catches in this time, and that's
1: surely one of the best that he's ever taken in in his career. It's absolutely unbelievable. I mean, I know we've seen that a bit more recently in cricketing times, but still, every time you watch it, it is just unbelievable. And Ben Stokes just continues to amaze. Hopefully, he can amaze with the bat tomorrow because I'd love to see one last Ben Stokes. Ben Stokes batting masterclass in the Ashes. But this has been Boundary Talk. We will be back tomorrow. Uh, thank you very much for listening and bye bye.